So hi, one the noise podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Hans from Dragged Under. And we're asking some questions say about their new album, Upright Animals. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the album so far? Thank you. Uh good. We kind of released while we were over in Europe and we got a, a good reception. So a that was more than we could expect. So yeah, I would say it went pretty well. Hell yeah. The album oh, yeah. rips super oh, hard. Oh my god. Dude, the album is incredible. I was listening to it again um earlier today and I was like, this got better. This got like a million times better after the first listen. And I loved it on the first listen, but that just shows like um, I feel like I'm gushing too much. But this is it was great. Uh thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, a lot of a lot of nights sleeping on the couch of our producer's uh studio. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, like, yeah. Yeah. And before we get too far into it, you guys have Spencer from Under Earth on the album. Can we talk briefly about how that came about? Uh, yeah, that was yeah, we all fanboyed out on that. We still do whenever we hear it. Um, I think it was I want to say Joey, our manager, who's in the used, and he pulled some strings. And you know, I think it was right before Spencer had his kid too, so he had a little bit of time and shot a video that correlated with it and got it in right under the nose. So. Yeah, that was that was fun. Still is fun to 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 listen to that. It's uh, the sixteen. Every sixteen year old in the in us is just like, holy you know. shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is an honor to have Spencer on that. Still is. He's true legend. Hell yeah! Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, is there any meaning by any album title or cover art? Yeah, there is. I might butcher this because um, Tony kind of picked that. We were in the studio writing the record, and Tony kept like tossing back and forth names for the record and he's like i really want to go with upright animals and um immediately i was just like love that because we're i'm a big proprietor of like you know everybody's a some kind of spirit ethereal being walking around in a skin suit Hmm. so we're this kind of animal that went from quadruped to biped if you believe in evolution so Mm -hmm. um he kind of honed in on that and originally the art was like something a little more along the lines of like the uh you know the amoeba that's in the ocean and it crawls out of the beach and turns into a lizard turns into a monkey turns into a human but it's been played out too much and so um we tried to dismantle that and make, make it go back and forth to make it our own but like we just couldn't make it original enough so um the kind of uh nasty looking bird thing with a suit on you know caught on and that worked a little bit better um but yeah upright animals is kind of a uh a promenade to how human beings are they embody this sense of human and sense of animal and it's certain times you see both aspects sometimes just one sometimes the other sometimes both at the same time um people can be beautiful they can make art they can my fiance and I were just watching this uh, movie last night called The Pianist. Have you guys ever seen that with Adrian Brody? No, I don't think so. It's incredible. I think it's from early 2000s, but it's um, it's a piece on um, World War II when Germany was occupying Warsaw, the Polish. Mm-hmm. It's a true story. I was like, oh man, I can't believe this. I love movies that are based on true stories. Anyway, I'm going to lose track. But, um, it, so anyway, he plays... Uh, this guy Richard Spielman and he's like a, a concert pianist and he loves playing Chopin and so we like pause the movie and we we're listening to Chopin you know the the composer and the pianist and I was just like man this is like old compo- composers of old are like the redeeming qualities of humankind in my in my opinion like I can't believe that shit came out of a human being's mind 
you know, whether he was like cruising in a fucking horse-drawn carriage or pooping or like making something to eat, like he was like composing that. And I can't believe it came out of a human being's brain. <clears throat> so there's that facet of the human being. Then there's, you know, all the countless innumerable things that people can do that are just horrible. Um, mm. That's a really animalistic side. So you have the upright animals kind of smashed together. Um, then you throw on the suit and tie, you have like this, you know, uh, archetypal animal who, again, went from four feet to two feet and they go to a job and, you know, by, by all rights, they're still the same as like um, the chimpanzee. They're just more sentient and higher evolved, but they're, you know, working for a living. So to answer your question, there you go. That is fucking sick. That was amazing. That was cool. We never anyway, get this. It's a beautiful movie. It's awesome. Hell yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Love true stories. Um, so sorry for the tangent. So, no, you're, it's encouraged. We, we never get really like that in depth of an answer. When we ask that question until she's like, yeah, there was a meaning. And then they kind of like describe it. And it's like, we can all go look at it, but like, what does it like? Let's go deeper than that. Mm-hmm. So right on. Hell yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Sure. Uh, it's kind of the same with all, um, a, you have to be really, your ego has to be like checked at the door. Cause if there's an idea that you're just like stoked on for months and you get in there and like nobody receives it well, you gotta be like, that's cool. Let's mm-hmm. figure out something else. Um, so that's like, uh, the first rule of thumb when you go in the studio and the way we kind of go about it is we, someone will have just like a folder of demos, whether it's like a, a riff or a lick um a chorus a verse whatever we'll play it if people in the room are vibing it we'll kind of just loop it and write around it so to speak so if it's a chorus we'll write a verse before it and something after it if it's a verse we'll write a chorus after it kind of thing um so that's generally the outline uh and then while that's going on instrumentally so Hiram our producer him and I will kind of tackle the instrumentals and all the while Tony's will just be on his laptop you know, like he's got a bunch of things to say and he'll just be kind of charting lists of things he wants to write about. And if that resonates with like the musicality of the song, he'll just like start plugging away. And we all have like a shared note thing on uh, our computers and he'll send us something be like, Hey, what do you guys think about this for, excuse me, that thing you're writing will kind of bounce back and forth. And that's generally the process for about three weeks in a room. And it smells like burritos and shit. So, <laughs> so- obviously like you guys come into the the studio with ideas but a majority of your writing is like done collaboratively in the studio yeah i would say the, most of the writing uh is done in the studio together um and tony and i are the principal writers right now although the rest of the dudes are really creative and they're they're writing a lot it's been really fun to to um, include them as well um but yeah the majority of the writing is done in the studio uh, again so again we have like a folder in this app called box and we'll pick like the 20 ideas that we're all stoked on the most and we'll go through and be like if it hits you kind of again write around whether it's a verse you know we'll write on either end of that verse if it's chorus right on either end of that chorus and uh then comes the lyrical part which is the hardest part because you want to say what you want to say because that's what art is all about but you also want to be cool you know so yeah and they just make it sound cool um so yeah, that's that's the process on and on and on and over and over and over. So, um, yeah, and then we came out with that. So we're very we're happy with it. Nice. 
Perfect. Uh, so what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Oh, geez, Louise. The longest to write? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably probably Upright Animals, the title track. Just the instrumentals were... Um, we were listening to a lot of my chem. Um, nice. We really wanted to like bring back some of their their style in this record because we never really touched any of that in the in the first record and so Hiram and I just started messing around with really riffy stuff and mm-hmm. um, made it kind of intricate like that and then because it's the self uh the, the 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 title of the album you know Tony really had to be implicit with what he wanted to say so yeah I would say that one definitely took the longest um as far as my favorite probably Long Live the King that one is a basha mm-hmm. all right all right one. yeah um that's a great one. It's just a, I don't know. The whole record is kind of like a big sprint with some like lulls, but that one's kind of in the middle of those two, I guess. And it's just hits really hard. Just fun to play. It's got some some cool Southern riffs, which I enjoy. Oh yeah. What about you guys? Let me look at the track list. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with brainwash, brainwash broadcast. That's my second favorite man. Yeah, really- because. <laughs> I love the record, but I saw you guys on the Beartooth tour when you guys were doing that song live because, like, that was the song, I, I guess, the single that you guys had put out right before that tour. So, like, that song went fucking off live, too. Thanks, man. Where'd you catch us? That thanks for coming out. And, uh, in Philly. Oh, that was a freaking fun show. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. I had a blast in Philadelphia, yeah. Mm-hmm. My right, favorite was, oh, Never Enough. All right. Love that song, too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, and you, oh, you, yeah. you mentioned my chem. We have to ask, what's your favorite my chem record? Well, man, probably three cheers. There you go. Correct answer. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Black Parade's got some some bangers on it, but the the first one is just like from front to back. It's every every song is so different, and mm-hmm. like the the Western one. <laughs> yeah, oh, that hang them high. Yep. Yeah. And that one, like, that is the coolest thing ever. When I heard that in high school, I was like, oh shit, these guys are like whistling a fucking like Western punk song. That was just <laughs> coolest thing ever. So. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so. I know you guys are touring like right around the time that they're touring, but will you be able to catch them or are you missing them on this run? Oh man, probably missing them. It's so hard to like. We were uh, we were on the used tour a couple of years ago, and Thrice was literally like a day behind us. Oof. And we had like a day off, and we tried to to catch them, but it's just like it's so hard because everything has to line up. So mm-hmm. they'll, they'll probably miss them. Um, Damn, I know. So close. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, close be a closer, just shuffle around see what fits? What was that process like? We just, uh, so we have this big ongoing band chat that's, you know, we talk about everything. Um, and we just kind of slithered around until it looked right and sounded right. It took about like a week or something. Like, I wish it was a, a more dressed up, sexy answer, but it's not. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see what would, you have to make sure there's not too many songs that are in the same key. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's probably the better answer. Uh, the beats per minute and key have to differentiate enough like when you're going through um, and it just has to kind of flow too which is very subjective but mm-hmm. you know, according to us it was like alright I guess this fits 
So you guys kind of get a little technical with it, like bringing in like beats per minute and like what what songs the key, like what keys the songs are in and stuff like that. I feel yeah. Um, I feel like there's a. Uh, I, I'm a music nerd. I went to music school for, excuse me, the upright bass for theory mm-hmm. composition, and so I feel like Chris Martin is a big proprietor of this too from Coldplay, and I think Coldplay slams. Um, mm-hmm. Pulled out, which is totally cool, which I would too. But like their songwriting is really cool because he said there's like a math there's like an algorithm to like uh what makes the song sound good what makes the song sound appealing to people um that has to do with the key the bpm the meter of like um the lyrics all that kind of stuff so in accordance with that when you're going through the playlist like you want to make sure you know the songs flow into terms of like the bpm like there's there needs to be a little bit of an ebb in the middle of the, the record and it needs to come mm-hmm. back up and like destroy you on its way out mm-hmm. oh yeah um, so but yeah you don't want to have too much like alliteration too many songs that are in the same key you know back to back to back so you definitely just like shuffle that stuff around until it it's like you know this works this is great oh yeah all right perfect uh so would you be able to tell us where your headspace was at while you were creating this record i'm tired <laughs> that's where i was at <laughs> Just like us, <laughs> sleeping on <laughs> sleeping on the the Doritos uh, ridden couch. Mm-hmm. Headspace was, was a while ago. We were determined, I guess, and really excited, really excited, determined, sleepy. Like our, um, it's really odd. Like between Tony and Hiram and I, all of our like creative juices would start flowing around like four p.m., six p.m. So we'd write till four or five in the morning. So it would be really odd hours that we kept. But like, if something's flowing, like we would just stay up and just keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so something might not hit until, you know, 8 p.m. And if it did, we just ride that shit out until the sun came up and then, you know, sleep through the day kind of thing. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, again, to go back to that folder of like ideas, it's just kind of like throwing spaghetti at a wall for a sec until like one or two people are like, ooh. I like that. Let's go. This mm-hmm. is great. I like a lyrical idea for it. Um, so everybody's kind of just like waiting for something to be, to catch your ear, to catch your mind or to catch your heart a little bit. Like, Oh, I love that. That's, that sounds awesome. Let's, let's work with that. And then we'd work with that until it was done. Cause you can't stop what you started. Um, it stings. No. Um, it, you just have to see it through. Like, otherwise you could risk not having the same train of thought or the same, you know, passion or feel about it the next day. So, yeah, that's that's kind of. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yes, that so, exactly. Okay. So to kind of piggyback off that, so once you guys get an idea, you finish it all the way through. Like you guys aren't a band that kind of like shelves an idea and comes back to it later on. When we're that's a great that's a great question. Um, when we're creating ideas for the studio, we'll shelve a lot of ideas. But when we're in the studio, we've got something that we think is gonna make the record. We'll definitely do as much as we can until it's complete which is why we just have very long days um but you know there comes a point when your brain is shot and you have thing that's called not fresh ears anymore mm-hmm. um you just hear the same thing no matter how much you're changing and so you have to just like cut and break it off and start the next day but yeah again if you got an idea you're running with like we would go until we're out of steam um just because that cre- i'm a big believer in like creative energy and it can get sucked out of the room real fast. So we would usually ride that wave until we 
couldn't anymore we hit the beach for so to speak yeah all right makes mm-hmm. sense uh so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time if they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on is it a workout album party album what do you personally recommend oh man i guess that's, that's a good question kind of a subjective answer too i guess mm-hmm. just however you enjoy um music um Man, that's a great question. I'm not sure how to answer it. How, I guess to answer that, how do you guys like to listen to albums for the first time? So it depends on the album, or at least the artist. Like if I have been looking forward to an album for a long time, like say the title of the creator record, mm-hmm. I listen to that for the first time with my dad because we're both massive fans and we both just kind of like set an hour aside just to kind of take in the album. Um, but for kind of like we listen to at least eight hours for just a podcast that we literally just finished not even an hour ago. We listen to eight hours of music. And for that, I'm usually just at my desk or at least just in my room, just kind of taking in every album. Um, But it just, it really depends. But I usually try and listen to just kind of sit down, listen to the album, take it in, and then probably listen back a couple more times if I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Love that you listen to music with your dad. Oh yeah. yeah. That's super cool. Very cool. I'm always the one that winds up asking this question, but it's funny because I don't like have a ritual or anything. I just like, I listen to it whenever, wherever, usually it's sitting in front of my desk or like I drive a shit ton. So it's usually like in my car or whatever, but like, I'm not like, Oh, I, I tried the whole, like turning off the lights and like putting in headphones to listen to the new water parks album last year. Mm-hmm. And I got scared of the dark. So I turned the lights back on. So <laughs> I haven't done that since, but, um, I just it's like as long as I'm listening that that's kind of all that matters to me same driving is a great one for me like I live three hours from the dudes so if I'm going to rehearsal or we're prepping for a tour I got a three-hour drive over the mountain so that's what I usually kick on um stuff that I've kind of stockpiled away it's new and I'll just jam it and you know Mm -hmm. um Jim Jim is great for music new music um we live on a lake too so if I'm running around or walking around the lake it's fun to put in new music but i like i like a lot of like lo-fi um chill music too which is probably my it's not a guilty pleasure i'm not guilty about it i like it yeah um but yeah i guess driving working out or being outside is what i listen to new music fair enough dark though because i get afraid of the dark too yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's fair uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Here. Raw. Real. Raw. Real. That's a great, great, great question. You guys ask good questions. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, raw, real, and deliberate. There we go. Um, we tried to be really deliberate with uh, what we were writing what we were writing about so there you go that's a great question awesome thank you you gave a great, great answer oh yeah i mean i would have preferred another r but you know i was gunning for one but the mm-hmm. brain having it so it's all good right thank enough. you for trying yeah oh yeah uh so in that same train of thought is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album oh yeah uh whatever comes up naturally and organically um I, it's one thing I love about art or music. Like, I think the definition of something that's art is if it makes you feel something. So um, if anything, if they feel anything that's 
real or true to them, then that, then I would be happy. I would be, you know, grateful and feel fulfilled about what we wrote about. Um, yeah, the, pur the whole purpose of art to me is to, to feel whether it's angry or a, a consonant being happy or dissonant feeling. Um, Cause some of the best art is created when people feel like shit or they're heartbroken mm -hmm. or they're destitute or um, so yeah, to answer your question, if the, whatever they're feeling is genuine, then I would be happy, you know? Um, but I would never want them to feel any particular way. Just, just to feel is, is incredible. So, uh, and that record's a roller coaster. So they're probably a, a plethora of different things that they would, you know, come across feeling. Is there anything you guys felt when you were listening to it? I don't know. Just, the, it just it got me excited it got me excited for new music honestly um yeah that's just that's just how i felt during yeah. the record yeah that. thank you mm -hmm. perfect uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album we were uh we were writing crooked halos uh, we just came up with the um we actually had oh shit what's his name the guy do you guys remember the dude who almost won american idol he's his band is scary pool party and he came to write a song with us oh shit alejandro aranda you should so he was on uh american idol and he like made carrie part katie perry and lionel richie cry kind of thing oh wow so our manager hooked it up for him to come like spend the day and write with us and and we mostly just hung out and had a great time but that night we um tony and i and Hiram like came up with the crooked halos um instrumental and then we went and sat on the roof because i think it was the fourth of july and hmm. he he lived in like downtown la so we kind of sat on his roof and we both we all had like the the song the melody kind of cranking in our heads and it was probably mean probably midnight and we're looking out over the international district and we were checking out the fireworks sitting on the roof that was probably one of my favorite memories um played a lot of uh smash brothers which was really fun because you have to take breaks nice. i don't know if you guys smash at all but you should um, i have it i'm not very good at it though <laughs> horrible dude the rest of the guys are crushers so i would just get destroyed um and then probably the the Another favorite memory was wrapping up. We kind of kicked back and listened to the whole record on like a thousand decibels and just like we're headbanging it and just, you know, feeling it and feeling like, oh shit, this is really something. This is cool. Um, so my answer is threefold, but those are probably my favorite memories. Um, yeah. Good memories. Those are great memories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Um, so I know you're currently on tour, so we got to know what your, uh, what your tour snack is when you're at a gas station for a rest stop. X. Oh man. Well, Sean and I, my, my guitar player and I are the healthy boys. Um, our drummer Kayla needs a lot of beef jerky and cheese. Yikes. Um, but when we were stopping at a gas station, Sean and I try to get coconut water, some kind of fruit, um, usually a protein bar uh this is such a boring answer man yeah and then like a sandwich maybe god that sounds like shit but that's the truth of the better um, you trust the pre-made sandwiches at the gas station absolutely not no way oh. but i will say when we were in europe uh their gas station food is pretty like above the rim it's pretty great 
Really? The food is wicked healthy over there. Oh. That's why everybody's, you know, there's not a lot of obese people. Um, but they have like food rating scales on all of their food. Like there's an A through G kind of thing. What? And it tells you what the food is rated. So you can check out like how good or shitty you're eating. That's um, sick. Wish so we had yeah. that over here. <laughs> Everything would be G. <laughs> oh, they have like, let me tell y'all, like food over there. Like let's take Doritos, for instance. Doritos in uh, the UK are healthy as shit and they taste like shit. There's no good nasty chemical American chemicals. They're horrible. But that's why they're all healthy and 40-year-olds look like they're 20 and and whatnot. But yeah, fruit, uh protein bar, uh sandwich if it's not too mystery meaty. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What about you guys? I mean I wish I could say pop tarts, but we're all in our like 30s mid 30s when you eat we look at something nasty or our butt wiggles for a week so <laughs> <laughs> um well when i when i go into a convenience store the first thing i'm looking for are lays dill pickle potato chips they don't always have them but those, when they do those are great yeah um yeah. so that's what i'm going for right now baja blasts are in the bottle so i'm grabbing one of those too oh i love the blast what about you glory uh probably like cheetos no not Cheetos, Cheez-Its, sorry. Two different things. I don't like Cheetos, um, so that would have been awful. Um, Funny, because I don't like Cheetos either. <laughs> thank God. I always feel like people look at me weird when I say I don't like Cheetos. It's just, they, ugh, I could take like two, and then it's just after that, the taste just gets weird. I said the same thing a few days ago to my fiance. We were talking about, we're watching, uh, a, oh, we're watching Toy Story 2. There's a scene where Woody's like creeping up to that creepy owl guy while he's sleeping. There's like Cheetos all over the floor, and I was like, "Fuck, I hate Cheetos." Yeah. Cheetos are are disgusting, man. Um, and then for my drink, oh, one more time. No, I just hate them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, for my drink, probably just like a uh, what is it? Seltzer. You know, just like a yeah, bubbly. Yeah. Are you a? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you and your electric water glory. (laughs) I love it. It's good. It's so. Do you like seltzer? Uh, depends. Depends on the flavor. I think the only seltzer I really like is the uh, the Pomplemousse by Lacroix. Oh, Lacroix, okay. Lacroix. I'm not sure how you say it. I'm not one of those. Yeah. I'm a simple bitch. I don't really. <laughs> That's valid, man. Uh, but so actually, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be, and why? Fuck. Oh man, that's a great question. It's a very weird question, and I mm-hmm. like. If we were a food, oh man, <laughs> we'd probably be a plate of tacos, like with different meats and sauces, like super mild and super spicy. I think fluff would be like lengua, like tongue taco or something like that. I don't know. We're all different, but we all kind of work together. I don't know. That's a very, that's kind of a shitty answer, but that's what I got for you. No, that's great. Are you guys a hard shell or soft shell? soft shell we're not crazy okay that's good soft shell soft shell is better so that's fair you know what i never get while we're on tacos uh you know like taco seasoning like american taco seasoning Mm -hmm. you never taste that shit when you get like tacos from a mexican place why do we you know what i mean yeah like what is the purpose of that stuff it tastes like sawdust and like (laughs) gunpowder you're not wrong yeah that in a mexican restaurant why are you using it and what what is its purpose? 
it's American taco seasoning. And so it's what they're used to. So weird. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? I ask people to shit all the time. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. This is great. Well, mine changes all the time. Um, uh, be something called the Holy Trinity, which is what my fiance and I invented. We didn't invent it, but it's from Taco Bell. It's a country app supreme, a cheesy gordita crunch, and a chalupa. So it'd be a Holy Trinity with. Holy Trinity of diarrhea. Holy Dude, hell. that's my order. I'd be dead. I wouldn't be shitting. I'd be dead. Made up again. <laughs> Shit. So let it ride. Um, it it kind of ebbs and flows between that and like, oh man. Surf and turf, like steak and lobster, sounds awesome. Not on drink, but like maybe like a thirty-nine ounce glass of like Jameson. If they let me drink alcohol, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. All right, sounds good. I like that. Perfect. Okay. All right, what about you guys? Because I always ask people this question too. It's great. Oh, mine's actually changed. I usually had a go-to. Shane, can you go? All right. Well, I got my go-to: big ass bowl of pasta, and then a sprite cranberry. Right, cranberry. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say curry goat, right? It's my favorite dish right now. So curry goat with right. a side of uh, collard greens and then mac and cheese. And we can switch up the collard greens for yams, actually. So Yeah. You actually put thought into yours. Ours are just dumb guy answers. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's my favorite meal right now. So it's, you know, off the dome, you know. Great. Where do you get curry goat? Uh, we actually have a, a Jamaican place. Like I'd say, like down the street, it's like forty minutes away, but they deliver. So that sounds exquisite. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta find a Jamaican place near you, man. It changes your life. I think they have Jamaican here, but I don't know if I would trust it. I think I would need to go somewhere like more metropolitan. Where there's, That's like, fair. Real Jamaicans. Like mm -hmm. Glory, like lists off all these crazy things and shit. She lives in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like I, I live I in Virginia. I couldn't tell you where the nearest Jamaican place is. And you just fucking go New on Jersey. DoorDash. <laughs> Jamaican food. <laughs> Glory's like, hey, we got a Jamaican place forty minutes down the road. You live in Virginia. <laughs> I'll get some Jamaican food tonight, and then have them do like a little stop off and grab Pepto on the way as well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You gotta actually walk in and see who's running the place before you actually eat the food. Yeah. Big beautiful black lady with like a big turban on. Like, yep. Just fucking doing her her business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. I trust it. Yeah. 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 Had, uh, on topic of food, we had. Uh, when we were in the UK, we had some Turkish, um, what they called donners, like a donner wrap, like the mm. the meat they cut off the like spinning. Oh yeah. Thing, and then we found out we ordered some tzatziki with it, and it's actually mm -hmm. pronounced. You all ready for this? Tzatziki is pronounced chichi. Yeah. What? But we did too. A bunch of Turkish dudes were in this restaurant. We're like, yeah, tzatziki as well. So, and he's like, what? We pointed at the sauce. He's like, oh, it's the T is silent, so it's pronounced Chechi. So I've gone 35 years around this, you know, planet, around the sun, saying Satsiki. Oh, oh you my learn God. something new every day, man. Chuck. That broke my brain. That's. Wild, right? Wow. I never would have thought that. Actually, you know what? Going back like a couple minutes, minute and a half, that may be my death road food right now because like 
on tour, all I did was DoorDash these like Donner wraps with like lamb and chichi. Mm-hmm. These like fresh vet. Oh, they were they were incredible. That's my new death row food. Nice. Oh yeah, that's a very good pick. Uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Fictional world. Mm-hmm. Can, it, can it be a real world that's just already passed? Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, Egyptian, the Egyptian times. I've been in a obsession with Egyptian culture and Egyptology, so that's when I would live, one hundred percent. Okay, fictional, probably. Oh man, Lord of the Rings too. Um, I definitely want to live in the uh, the Elven world, Rivendale. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that'd be cool. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Why two specifically? Because one's boring and three is like too much input sensory overload. I don't know. Yeah. Too, like right in the middle where everything's just a little more mellow. I hang out in Rivendale a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm seven nerdier by the second. No, <laughs> but it's like, I know like a lot happens in like three, but in two, isn't like the eye still, I'm bad with names. The eye thing, isn't he still like, you know, like ruling and, you know, blasting yeah. people? I think he's going till the end. Um, really? Yeah, but like the number three is more fixed on, um, what's it, Aragorn? Like he becomes, oh. the king, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, two is two is cool. The two, I think it's the two towers. That's the one where freaking Gandalf the Gray turns to Gandalf the White. Like you think he's dead, he comes back, and he's like ultra fucking cool. Yep. Like cooler. Um, wow. You guys need to not air this because I sound like a fucking. <laughs> Oh my god no it's fine because i asked you about it it's not like you just you know went off so it's justified it's good all right y'all it's the juice the juice exactly. <laughs> makes me crazy oh my god um so i had the honor of asking the last question and every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question yes what, sir what's your favorite color Kind of changes. I like this color. I like this color. Oh, okay. Wrinkle a little bit. Nice. I like uh, colors like that. It was yellow for a while. My fiance got me into yellow. No one wears yellow. But I kind of like this and kind of like a pink color. Mm. Yeah. Good picks. All right. Yellow is the best color, just to put it out there. All right. What Mm -hmm. about you, Shane? I like black. Black. And if you're going to say that's not a color glory, a color. then I like purple. Okay. My guy. All right. I love purple. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, as I said, that's all the questions you have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Go see Dragged Under out now with uh, 10 euros around the US. Check out dates. We got VIP packages, merch, hugs, high fives. Check it out. Hell yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you for now. This has been Hans from Dragged Under, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.